Hello and welcome to another episode of the Everyday Christian Podcast. I'm your host, Chase Green. This is a podcast where we remind ourselves that God deserves every praise from every creature every day. This is a podcast at the Scattered Abroad Network. Make sure and go to scatteredabroad.org. Check out all the various podcasts that we have to offer. We've got some new uh, podcasts out this year, and so make sure you check out our new podcast as well as uh, our old uh, regular content as well. We are talking doctrine on the Everyday Christian Podcast this season, and uh, this week, Brother Jordan May is going to return and have a discussion with us on something that is false doctrine, and that is the idea of once saved, always saved. So uh, you might remember Jordan May from last season, or uh, maybe it was a couple seasons ago, I guess. Uh, He came on when we we did our episodes on the uh, landmines to look out for. There was a two-part series on a lack of knowledge and also drifting away as well. Jordan May did a great job then, and I know that he'll do a great job now uh, on this subject of once saved, always saved. Now, uh, we're going to try to do something a little different. Um, Jordan's going to come in on the phone and discuss this with us. We're going to call him up right now, so let's see how this goes. What's going on? Hey, brother. How you doing? I'm pretty good. Good. We, uh, we're just recording and, and we're good to go. I'm, I'm looking forward to this discussion on uh, Once Saved, Always Saved. What do you, what you think, brother? Yeah, one of the biggest lies the devil ever told. Absolutely. I, I could certainly agree with that. So we're going to get into a very important discussion on the podcast this week. Uh, like I said, Jordan has been on the podcast before uh, talking about drifting away as well as talking about uh, lack of knowledge, a couple of episodes there. But uh, Jordan, I'll let you kind of introduce yourself. But before you do that, uh, the drifting away that we talked about previously kind of goes uh, a lot in line with what we're going to talk about tonight, doesn't it? Oh, yeah. Yeah, (laughs) we we certainly, uh, you know, you you think about Christians who, who do drift away all the time and and uh, unfortunately, there are a lot of people in the religious world today who have this idea that, well, if you're saved, you're, you're good to go and you don't have to worry about it. But that's certainly not the case uh, at all, is it, Jordan? No. And as we're going to see as we get on in this podcast, that most of the time people are just using one verse to try to you know, make that truth. Right. Right. They They take things out of context and and try to push something that the Bible actually uh, doesn't teach at all. So uh, before we get into the discussion, Jordan, you want to kind of briefly introduce yourself? Yeah, my name's Jordan. Some of the old school people that call me Jordy. <laughs> uh, I was in charge for a long time, and I also drifted away there for quite a while, got back into church, and I've been back for about five years now. And Really, don't plan on going anywhere, not this time. Right, right. I certainly appreciate your perspective, brother, because, you know, Jordan and I, we go way back. We're from, uh, we're both from Louisiana and attended together for a long time. And, uh, you know, it's it's important to be able to give that perspective of, you know, I was a Christian, then I I left, and, and, you know, it's not all that it's cracked up to be, and, and so hopefully, you know, when people see your your perspective from from that angle, it will help them to 
you know, if they're facing temptations to leave the faith or, or what have you, hopefully they would reconsider that. Oh, yeah. I mean, I would suggest, you know, leaving at all, ever. I really want to encourage the younger generation that if you're in church to just to stay with it, stick with it. Don't be tempted with the, you know, temptations of the world, you know, trying to be cool or whatever it is in school, trying to keep up with everybody. Because yeah. at the end of it, you know, it's, it's going to be a lot cooler to be a Christian than it is to <laughs> be a part of this world. Quite literally, huh? Yeah. Right. Um, yeah, absolutely. I agree with you. You know, our young people especially need to make sure and realize that, you know, the peer pressure that comes with, you know, school and, and the workplace and just society in general, um, it's out there and the peer pressure is out there to get you and you've got to make sure and uh, be resolved and, you know, stand firm uh, in your faith. Uh, I know that's not easy, but that's what we got to do. So appreciate you joining us for the podcast this week. Um, this might be a two-part episode. We'll see how it goes. But, uh, Jordy, we're going to talk about, again, the idea of once saved, always saved. Uh, sometimes this is called perseverance of the saints, uh, especially when you look at it in uh, Calvinism. Why do you think there's such an appeal to this idea of once saved, always saved, Jordy? I mean, why wouldn't there be an appeal there? Because uh, pretty much you're telling me that I can do whatever I want. As long as I'm saved, you know, I've said this prayer or whatever, you know, the denominational belief is how you're saved and I can't fall away. Right. I mean, that's, that would uh, get a lot of people, worldly people too, you know what I mean? Sure. They don't want to have a guideline they have to follow. Right. Yeah, it's, it's easy. Um, you know, it really doesn't require a lot of effort um, on our part if we think, okay, well, I'm I'm good to go. I can kind of just uh, do whatever I want from this point. I'm reminded of Romans chapter 6. You know, Paul says, uh, shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? Well, the next verse, the first part, he says, God forbid. So certainly, you know, when we think about being Christians and having access to God's grace, that's a wonderful thing. But that doesn't give us an excuse to just sit back and and do whatever we want and and say, well, if I've got God's grace, then I might as well just sin as much as I want. No, that's not at all what the Bible teaches, and and Paul points that out readily in Romans chapter six. And a lot of people, you know, they use that to not attend church and things like that because I'm, I've already been saved. I don't have to. I don't have to show up to church. Yeah. And I mean, logically speaking, why would you? Uh, if you're already saved and you're good to go, then why would you, you know, take time every Lord's Day and have to, to get up early and all these sorts of things? Why would you do that if, if you're, you know, you're already saved and you, and you have no chance of falling? So it's a, it's definitely a, a premise of false comfort. Um, you know, if you read back in the prophets, the Old Testament, I'm thinking of Jeremiah specifically. A lot of the false prophets were, were pe- preaching uh, peace, peace, when there was no peace. And that's kind of the same idea. It's a it's a false peace. It's a false comfort of, well, you know, you're saved, so you can live however you want. Well, no, that's not at all what the Bible teaches. Yeah. So, 
We want to get into a few passages that uh, perhaps a Calvinist or, or someone who thinks very much like a Calvinist would think to use to try to prove the idea of once saved, always saved. We want to show what those passages actually mean, and uh, then we're going to get to some other passages at the end of the episode uh, that deal with uh, the obvious concept that no, you're not uh, always saved. Uh, if you, you know, you can fall away. So we want to make sure and, and point that out as well. But the first passage that I have is First Peter 1, uh, verses 4 and 5. Uh, 1 Peter 1, verses 4 and 5. Jordy, do you have that verse? And if so, uh, if you would, just go ahead and read it for us. Yeah, to inherit is incorruptible and undefiled, and that faith is not a way reserved in heaven for you, who are kept by the power of God through faith and salvation, ready to be revealed in the last time. All right, so uh, those who believe in the idea of once saved, always saved, uh, they will say, well, you see, Christians are kept by the power of God, and so they will try to say, well, you can't fall from grace if, if God's power you know, it's got you, that kind of idea. Um, but this is really a misapplication of uh, this verse. Wouldn't you say that, Jordy? And I guess if you yeah. would, if you would kind of uh, show, you know, how is this misapplied? Well, first thing I would do is tell them to, let's keep on reading. Let's drop down to verse 14, where it says, as obedient children, not fashioning yourselves according to the former lust in your ignorance, but as he which hath called you is holy, so be ye holy in all manner of conversation, because it is written, Be ye holy, for I am holy. That, and so that right there lets me know that, yeah, we are kept uh, uh, by the power of God if we're obedient children. Right. That's exactly right. I love how you, you went right to the same context, which is generally what you need to do when you're dealing with a false doctrine. Um, if someone has pulled a passage out of context and made a false doctrine out of it, usually, I would say nine times out of ten, you can you can study that whole chapter or that whole section of chapters, and you're going to find, okay, that's not what that particular verse was actually talking about. So I, I, The whole book is what you need to take into consideration. Absolutely. Yeah, you're you're exactly right. First and second Peter uh deal so much with with Christian faithfulness. Um yeah. if if my listeners remember uh the last uh season of the podcast, we we went through first and second Peter and talked about a lot of that uh, in great detail. You know, one thing that I wanted to point out was certainly you know, God has power to keep us as Christians. And, you know, that you think of that as God's part. You think about uh, God's part in the, the plan of salvation, his love, his mercy, his grace. But you've got to remember man's part as well. And man's part is uh, the faith. It says uh, those who are kept by the power of God through faith unto salvation. And what does faith mean? Really, um we understand that faith is really belief plus obedience. When you go to uh, Hebrews 10, verse 39, it talks about those who believe to the saving of the soul. So there's a belief that follows through. And if you go to the next chapter, Hebrews chapter 11, which is the hall of fame of faith, it begins, it says, now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. And then that whole chapter is dedicated to, you know, by faith, able to, 
did this obediently. By faith, Noah did this obediently. By faith, Abraham did this. And so it shows us that true faith uh, not only believes, but acts in obedience. And uh, we, all, we also could go to James chapter 2, faith without... James chapter 2, that's one right. of my favorites to go to. Absolutely. Faith without works is dead. Um, not by, you know, we're justified by works and not by faith only, it says uh, in verse uh, number 24. So, um, yeah, certainly God can keep us, uh, but we've got to keep our end of the bargain too, which is obedient faith and, you know, walking in God's light. So I think that, an- I think that answers uh, that passage, unless you have anything else you want to add real quick. Yeah, I was just real quick, I was just going to say uh, Hebrews chapter 5, verse 8 to 9. Yep. You know, this is David. He were a son, yet learned he obedience by the things which he suffered. So even Jesus had to be obedient. And drop down in verse 9, and being made perfect, he became the author of eternal salvation unto all them that what? Obey him. Right, exactly. Jesus left us the perfect example of obedience. He he literally did not uh, did not sin once. Now we can't say that. We we obviously fall short, and you know, the book of First John talks about that. Uh, we have to yeah. we have to readily admit that, uh, but we should be trying. We should be trying yes. our best to right. to obey. Right, exactly. So Hebrews six. Yeah. So uh, let's go on to the next one that I have, and that's John five verse twenty four. Uh, John five verse twenty four says, "Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that heareth my word and believeth on him that sent me hath everlasting life, and shall not come into condemnation, but is passed." from death unto life. Well, that's a true verse. Um, but but does that verse say that there's no possibility that you could ever fall? Well, it doesn't say that, does it, Jordy? No. And what's my favorite verse that I would uh, use against this one would be Mark 16, 16. Right. You know, it also says, you know, he that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. He that believeth not shall be damned. Right. Yeah, that's exactly right. And, uh, you know, we think about going and preaching the gospel to every creature, Mark 16, verse 15. Verse 16 tells us some people are going to believe and be baptized, and and hopefully they will continue in the faith. Uh, Some people will not believe, though. And so uh, the gospel is polarizing not only is the gospel polarizing uh, on the upfront end of preaching it, but also um, even after people obey the gospel, if you look at the parable of the sowers, uh, which is something I want to look at in just a moment, uh, some people accepted it at first, but then they fell away. And so uh, I think that answers uh, this one pretty well. I would also point to Revelation 2, verse 10. Uh, be, thou faith, be thou faithful unto death, and I will give you the crown of life. Jesus told the church there, uh, it was one of the churches of uh, Asia, I think it was Smyrna, uh, maybe wrong on that, but uh, he told the church there that uh, you're going to go through some serious persecution, but you need to be faithful unto death, and then you can receive the crown of life if you if you do that. All right. Um, any thoughts on that before we move on to John 10? No, I think we got that covered. Okay. Let's go to John 10, verses 27. Uh, through 29. And, uh, Jordy, you can read that one if you'd like to. Yes. Uh, my sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me, and I give them, I give unto them eternal life, 
and they shall never perish, neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand. My Father, which gave them me, is greater than all, and no man is able to pluck them out of my Father's hand. All right. So that's kind of a go-to passage for uh, teaching once saved, always saved. Uh, the problem is, yeah, that's true. No man is able to pluck them out of the Father's hand. Uh, but what's the missing part of the equation, Jordy? It's you. That's right. <laughs> exactly. We can allow ourselves uh, to be moved away from the Father's hand. I mean, nobody... Nobody's going to pluck us out of God's hand. They don't mean that we can't jump out. Right, exactly. Um, you know, there's the passage, and it it escapes me uh, where it is, but in just paraphrasing it, it talks about, uh, it talks about, I will not fear what man can do unto me. Well, that that's absolutely true. Ultimately, man has no power uh, over my soul. Man does not have the power to cast me into hell, but, but God does if I don't remain a faithful Christian. And so um, man can't do something like that to me, uh, but I can't allow myself to be removed from the grace of God. Yeah. I mean, even what verse is where it says uh, that the child's not responsible for the father and the father's not responsible for the son. Yeah, it's uh, Ezekiel 18, uh, I, think, yeah. I think verse 20. That's right. Yeah, that that shows accountability, you know, individually. We're all accountable before God for our own individual decisions. And like you said, Romans 16, or Romans chapter 6, you know, that whole verse pretty much combats uh, the whole belief system behind once saved, always saved. Yeah, absolutely. Um, there's little, literally tons of verses that we could go through. Um, really and truly, you know, there's a, a verse in every book of the New Testament. Yeah. That, you know, combats it. That's, that's one of the things I was going to say is a lot of times uh, when I'm preaching against the idea of once saved, always saved, I'll just simply say something along these lines of, uh, if you believe in the idea of once saved, always saved, just go read the New Testament, and you will find out very quickly that that's not the case. Yeah. Um, or, or the Old Testament, for that matter. Yeah. So, um, I, like I said, I did want to point out the uh, parable of the sower. So, uh, when Jesus tells the parable of the sower, uh, of course, the seed is the Word of God, but then uh, as he's sowing the seed, what does it say? It says that some, of course, fell on the good ground and ended up being fruitful. That's faithful Christians. And then you've got some that fell on the wayside. Uh, those are people who just outright uh, refuse the gospel, uh, reject it completely. But then you had those other two soils. You had the uh, stony soil. And uh, because of the stones in the soil, uh, it couldn't take root. And so it just, you know, just dried up, just dried up on the vine, if you will. And then, then the other one was the thorny soil. And, uh, of course, uh, the thorny soil represents Christians who are distracted by the cares of the world. And then they are choked out and they don't, uh, they're not fruitful. Um, and just to be honest, that could sometimes even be Christians who they're in the pews, but they're not actually living out their Christianity. Oh, yeah. So... 
So that's something we all need to make sure, you know, I'm sure most of the listeners of this podcast are probably in the pews, but that doesn't necessarily mean uh, that you're truly walking faithfully. So we need to always remember that. If we all keep ourselves in check. Absolutely. We're always, I mean, it's so important to make sure that you're on the right path. Yeah, that that's definitely right. And uh, we've got to, uh, you know, we've got to continue to have a spirit of humility, realizing, hey, uh, we we've been there, done that. We've made plenty of mistakes and we're not uh, infallible. We could end up making many more. And so we need we need to be grounded in our faith in Christ and, and just keep walking in his light. Uh, when we do fall down from time to time, we will but we need to get back up and keep going. So what about uh, Romans 8, verse 1? Now, this is a big one. Uh, There is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. How would you answer somebody who tries to to bring uh, once saved, always saved into that one? Well, first of all, I would ask them, I was like, I would be, who's Paul talking about right here? Uh, Those that are, which are in Christ Jesus. And then I would take them to Galatians chapter 3, verse 27. Oh, yeah. And got it right here. This is for as many of you as have been baptized into Christ and put on Christ. There is neither nor neither Jew nor Greek. There is neither bond nor free. There is neither male nor female. For ye are all one in Christ Jesus. Yep. And if ye be in Christ, then are ye Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. Yep. Read that verse 26 too, if you would. Um, for ye are all the children of God by faith in Christ Jesus. Yeah, I so, added that in there too. So there's your faith, and then baptism is right after it in verse 27. That's how you get into Christ. It's placing all our faith in Christ and then being baptized into Christ. So, I, you know, that's exactly where I was going to go as well. And then if you go back to Ephesians 1, verse 3, it says all spiritual blessings are located in Christ. So we have to remain in Christ if we're going to have access to the blessings of being in Christ, which ultimately is salvation. The thing is, go ahead and read the rest of the book of Ephesians it's pretty clear that there are standards that God sets for, you know, his body. Um, in fact, I'm, I'm getting ready to preach the end of chapter 5 of Ephesians. And uh, at one point, Paul says there, uh, Ephesians 5 verse 27, that he, he might present uh, the church to himself. Uh, he says he, he will present her as a glorious church, not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing so that she should be holy and without blemish. That sounds like there's some pretty hefty standards for uh, members of the Lord's Church, doesn't it? Oh, absolutely. And not only that, go back and read the whole Old Testament, and you will realize, you know, God's nature, and especially when it comes to worshiping Him and in spiritual things like, you know, from Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, all that, you know, especially Leviticus, I mean, it is detailed. Right. And heated three or four different times for emphasis. And 
So that right there lets me know how serious all this, you know, the New Testament is too. Oh yeah. If it way serious back then that in Leviticus chapter ten that God destroyed uh, them for using incense, you know, then it's gonna be that serious for the New Testament, you know, for everything that He's uh, asked us to do in the New Testament as far as concerning worship. Yeah, I'm so glad that you mentioned that because I think a lot of people erroneously have in their minds, they'll read passages in Romans and, and things uh, where it talks about how not not under law but under under grace, and they completely misconstrue that those passages. Um, first of all, there was grace in the Old Testament. The easiest example of that is Genesis 6, verse 8. It says, no, it says, Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. So God was gracious to people in the Old Testament. Uh, but secondly, um, God does have strict standards for people in the New Testament. Uh, we're under the law of liberty, James uh, tells us. Uh, we, we are to fulfill the law of Christ, Galatians uh, 6, verses 1 and 2 tells us. So, you know, when you read not under law but under grace, it's talking about we're not under the law of Moses, but we're under the law of grace. That's what is known as an ellipsis, if you look at it grammatically. And all an ellipsis means, it means that it's uh, there's a couple of words that are understood that are kind of left out of, of the word, but you know they have to be there because of the greater context of the entire Bible. So uh, I know that's kind of an interesting word, uh, ellipsis. It's spelled E-L-L-I-P-S-I-S, I believe. I would encourage my listeners to look that up and understand that concept. Uh, because people who don't understand that can get tripped up really easily in God's word. Um, but, you know, Romans 15 verse 4 says that the Old Testament or the this, the uh, things that were written before were written for our learning, that we through patience and comfort of the scriptures might have hope. So the Old Testament was written for our learning. There's so much that we need to read and study in the Old Testament and learn from. Uh, like those examples that you mentioned in Leviticus and, and other places to show that uh, God does expect us to, to pay close attention uh, to the details that he has given us in his word. And you know what I learned in Genesis chapter 6 also? What's that? Grace is there. But right after, soon after, obedience is there. The yep. faith is because, let's say, well, if you take away God's grace, then, I mean, none of that would have been possible. Yeah. The whole world would So, all right, you got God's grace. All right. Let's say that Noah was like, well, God, I, I know you said go for wood, but man, them cedars, once you peel the bark off of them and you get them all planked out, man, they, they just look real pretty. It look good floating out there. <laughs> you know? Yep. That's what you're, I mean, you're taking away obedience. Right. And so, I mean, if Noah just had God's grace and, and nothing else was important, God wouldn't have even bothered to tell him, you know, specific instructions on how long to build it, how wide to build it, how tall to build it, what to put in it, what you're going to eat, you know. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it, it all boils down to the grace in verse 8, but... In verse 22, 
it boils down to Noah's obedience where it says, thus Noah did according to all that God commanded him. So he did. So um, sometimes you see those memes floating around on social media and uh, they'll say, grace didn't save Noah, obedience did. And then there's another one that says, obedience didn't save Noah, grace did. Well, they're both wrong because it, you know, God's part was the grace and Noah's part was faithful obedience. Yeah, uh, and he and loving, you know, loving God. And right, absolutely. And uh, Hebrews chapter 11 points out the faith part when it says, yeah. by faith, Noah prepared the ark to the saving of his household. So what I want to say to the listeners is we're not saved by anything alone. Yeah. You know, there's a combination of different things that you got to have. Yeah, you've got God's part, you know, his love for us and his grace and his mercy. And um, he, he gave us his plan of salvation and he instructed us in his word. So that's God's part in, in sending his son and the blood of, of Christ. Um, but then there's our part, you know, our faith, our walking in the light. First uh, John chapter one, our uh, obedience to his gospel. You know, initially, you know, we, we, hear, we hear the word of God. We believe on Christ with all our heart and we repent of our sins and uh, we confess Christ and we're baptized into Christ. And, and then uh, continuing to live faithfully unto death, like we've been talking about, continuing to walk in his light. So. So that uh, I think that answers uh, the Romans eight one. Uh, then we also got Romans eight verse thirty five. It says, "Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or sword?" Well, this kind of goes back to what we talked about earlier. None of those things will separate you uh, from the love of Christ, but we can we can separate ourselves. Uh, from the saving benefits of the love of Christ, if we asking a question there, you know, asking them what's going to, you know, would anything, you know, separate them? What's going to do it? Right. Yeah, it's it's not going to be those those uh, persecutions and things. It's going to be uh, if we remove ourselves from yeah. from what Christ did for us. So. So we, we certainly can remove ourselves from salvation. All right. Well, at this time, uh, we're going to end this episode. Uh, make sure that you tune in next week. Jordan is going to be back with us, and we are going to wrap up uh, this discussion of once saved, always saved. Jordy, I appreciate you joining us on the podcast today. I'm glad to be here, man. All right. Y'all tune in next week, and we'll have more of this important discussion. Thank you so much for listening to this episode on the Scattered Abroad Network. We are grateful for your continued support as well as your continued prayers. If you would like to find out more about our network, please visit our website at scatteredabroad.org. We look forward to studying with you again soon. May God bless you.